After last weekend's rolling thunder protest in the nation's capital, privacy advocates now calling for it to be made illegal for police to use facial recognition technology to try to monitor people that are involved in peaceful protest. In a statement, privacy commissioners calling on or calling for, sorry, a prohibition on any police deployments of the technology that could lead to mass surveillance. For more on this, let's welcome in cybersecurity expert David Shipley, who joins us once again here in the program. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. First off, uh, for those that aren't aware, could you describe for us exactly uh, what the police have got at their disposal here when it comes to facial recognition technology? Just uh, exactly, David, how does it work? So what we're talking about is are these growing list of companies, including firms like Clearview AI, that gathered photos from around the Internet of individuals, from social media profiles to websites and more, without their consent and built proprietary data sets that then allow artificial intelligence algorithms to spot, recognize, and correlate faces back to that data and allow police to identify people um, en masse. And and we've seen this technology deployed indiscriminately uh, in public spaces against individuals. And it comes with a number of major concerns with studies indicated uh, that its level of accuracy dramatically drops, particularly if you are a woman or a visible minority. All right. So uh, just to underscore that first point you made, these police departments using facial recognition technology, a lot of times, sorry, they're getting this from a third party who just gathers this from social media. This isn't like a, a police department using what might be on file, say your driver's license photo, uh, something like that. Exactly. And that gets to the first part of the privacy commissioner's concern is, Gathering people's sensitive data, which, you know, your face is a biometric, uh, personally identifiable piece of information, uh, without their consent is a serious problem and a serious violation of Canadians' fundamental privacy rights that, that need to be protected. And doing so en masse in anticipation of its usefulness in a future investigation um, violates other key principles in our free society, including the presumption of innocence and um, and other key rights for, for Canadians. So, so it's the whole approach is, is backwards, not to mention that these approaches can be dangerous. So as I mentioned um, for women or visible minorities, the possibilities of an erroneous match, and we've actually seen this in cases in the United States and the United Kingdom, uh, can be as high as 80%. Um, which can mean that police all of a sudden think that you might be someone you're not who may or may not be a a criminal uh, that causes them to then go into a heightened state of alert or danger and that can dramatically escalate the violence of a situation. So it's bad tech gathered without consent and user used indiscriminately is a recipe for disaster. Okay, clearly there's a lot of problems, a number of problems here, as you have just uh, laid out for us, David. So how do we rectify this? I mean, do we need police just to stop using facial recognition uh, technology? Uh, Do we need to uh, tell Clearview AI and others to stop collecting, using and disclosing images of people without their uh, consent? Is this something uh, that the likes of Facebook should be uh, making us aware of as uh, users that we should have to opt in or consent that, you know, our uh, photos and our images uh, may be used in this way. I mean, what's the answer here, do you think? 
it's it's multifaceted and far from simple. So so we've already seen warnings from provincial privacy commissioners and others telling Clearview AI to stop, that the work that they're doing is in violation of Canadian provincial or federal privacy laws, um, which has forced uh, Clearview AI to relatively decamp. But they're not the only player in the market. They're just the ones that get caught uh, and were brought to the public surface. So so we need more and stronger federal legislation to make it clear that this bulk collection of user data without consent, not cool. I, I don't necessarily think that a blanket ban on all approaches to facial recognition is in Canadians' interest. As you mentioned, in when police create, curate, and use um, lawfully gathered uh, photo data for investigative purposes and obtain uh, warrants, there may be a reasonable case for the application of the facial recognition software. A particular use case um, could be in the awful work that has to get done around um, child sex exploitation and trying to identify victims. So we may want to carve out specific use cases with judicial oversight and the proper checks and balances. But this idea of just being able to have police, and this happened in the UK, just set up in a public park with a camera and just start IDing everybody that's walking around, that's not cool. And and that's not proportional, nor is it directed or specific or subject to judicial oversight and is 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 a potential highway for, for all kinds of police abuse. Mm-hmm. So is this just another example of technology outracing protocols or outracing uh, the law? And the law, once again here, is playing catch-up, David? Uh, absolutely. Technology is running around the block, and we haven't even tied our sneakers legislatively. I, I was at a meeting uh, today where you know, the Americans are cranking out about 1.6 uh, federal or state level uh, privacy or cybersecurity laws, and I don't think Canada's cracked out one this year. Um, so the Americans are catching up, uh, or at least they're in the race, and uh, we we haven't even uh, got off the uh, the first uh, piece of the sidewalk. All right. So uh, where does this all go from here? As I mentioned off the uh, top from the uh, outset that uh, privacy commissioners, uh, advocates, uh, they are uh, calling uh, for change here. Is change, do you think, uh, is it possible? Uh, Is it afoot? Where does this all go from here? Well, I I think it all comes down to where does the Liberal NDP uh, government coalition stand on actually advancing Canadian privacy rights. There was a lot of uh, sound and fury around advancing the digital charter and advancing privacy legislation. And that all got kind of got derailed with the various social media regulation misadventures um, the federal government get into. But shoring up our fundamental privacy laws and giving our privacy commissioners at the federal level in particular, actual powers and actual teeth and protections and creating legislative clarity for police departments uh, what what can and can't be done with facial recognition is essential work, and there's absolutely no reason for the government not to get on with it. Um, but the question is, do they care enough to uh, to act on this? And, and I would hope in, in a period where we're trying to realize that our relationships between policing agencies and visible minorities and others needs to improve dramatically, and, and everyone recognizes that, that we, we need to stop this technology from being pervasively used and making a, a situation that's been strained in this country even worse. All right. An important topic, important discussion as technology continues to outrace seemingly both our governments and our current laws. David, appreciate the update and appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. You're always welcome. Stay safe. You too. Cybersecurity expert David Shipley with us. And that does it for our time here on this Tuesday. Thanks as always for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the afternoon and we'll see you back here tomorrow.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.